Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're so welcome to the second part of this series in relation to the spiritual aspects of narcissism. Looking at the question, can one narcissist be more malign, more malignant than another? And how does that look and how does that go? So I hope I don't get interrupted here. There's um, anytime I do these spiritual videos, I will have to say that there's some difficulty in getting them out. So who knows where that's coming from, but there's drilling going on outside the window. So please, if it starts up, bear with me. I want to get this, this podcast out to you. So just to look at the question about one narcissist being more evil or more capable of evil than another, to get a bit of context in relation to the development of their narcissism and just looking at a narcissist compared to a normal person who doesn't have the narcissistic personality disorder and who's also capable of evil. So if we look at that before we go on to narcissist versus narcissist, it might kind of build up a bit of context in relation to the explanation. So narcissists with the development of the personality, the identity and their personality as they start off in life, their identity is fickle in that they create a mask and they put the relevant identity that's going to get them the most control and fuel narcissistic supply at any given time that mask changes. So the identity is unstable, which is dodgy to start off with in relation to a lack of stability. The personality is disordered, but it is ordered in the way that it needs control over situations and people. And that is the lifeblood, that's the oxygen of the narcissist. So if you threaten a narcissist's control, you basically threaten their survival. So that's how serious it is in relation to meeting threats in life. Whereas with a healthy person, they have developed a personality that is not disordered, that is capable of empathy, compromise, that's capable of building a picture of a person with object constancy, which basically means Overall, if a person has not done them harm and loved them and been really good to them, they take that into account when making a decision about how much of a threat something or somebody is to them. So the healthy person has a stable personality and stable way of looking at things and a relatively stable identity. A normal person is capable, of course, of evil. They're capable of things like murder. They're capable of hitting someone, capable of going against someone, robbing a bank, 
all those things they are capable of, but they do have the element of conscience, remorse, um, empathy, and those things going on in the background, which usually, unless they're highly triggered to actually kill someone, you hear crimes of passion, etc., or they're overly abused and they snap. There's a lot of reasons why normal people commit crimes, but they do have a lot more going for them in relation to not being triggered into being evil or doing something off the cuff that's considered, I suppose, more prone to crime, etc. The analogy I'd use would probably be a narcissist is like a person with a broken leg in life and the healthy person or the normal person that's not got a personality disorder has two working legs and there's a lot of potholes around the person with the broken leg being the narcissist for this purposes of this analogy is more likely to fall into the pothole than the person that has better balance. So that's the starting off point in relation to the context of the narcissist having more a propensity to being evil and to being malignant as opposed to a healthier person who's not personality disordered. Now, getting on to the narcissist, you have two narcissists together, um, not in the same relationship, but you're trying to analyze which narcissist is more capable of malignant behavior and is one more malignant than the other. Well, one thing you would have to look at is how far along the psychopathy scale would the narcissist be? Would they have elements of sociopathy about them or would they be antisocial as well as the narcissist? We don't have the ability to diagnose people, but there again, how are you going to get a person who you believe is a narcissist into becoming diagnosed by a professional. That's in reality why our community exists and why the information on these channels is so important. So we can make a civilian assessment of someone we've been in a relationship with that displays the criteria for the narcissistic personality over a period of time, looking at their behavior patterns. So getting back to the point, why would one narcissist be seen as more malignant than another? Or are they both the same? Okay, guys. Narcissists, again, going back to the point in the beginning, need control. That is the way they are constructed. If they don't have control over a person or a situation, they feel their life is threatened. That is how... That is how significant control is to them. They will perceive, always perceive, either a real threat to that control or an imagined threat to that control. And that is you or somebody or a situation going against them. They need to assert control over the situation or the person. The level of control they need to assert over situation or the person is assessed in relation to the amount of threat they perceive. That will dictate 
the amount or degree of violence or evil they need to put in place to, you know, to, in their minds, survive. One narcissist against another. How does that look in relation to the amount of evil or the amount of violence they will use in a situation to remain in control over a person or situation? My assessment would be that some narcissists have less cognitive function in relation to, say, playing the chess game of being in control of a situation or person. If they're of high cognitive function, they will be able to implement a system to regain control of a perceived or real threat to their existence being controlled. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They may be extremely maligned in implementing a cognitive plan so that, that you or the person that there is go- they perceive as going against them is going to have a very dastardly end in that they could set something up so that the person will become bankrupt or that person will go into a situation that they will maneuver them into that's going to be very destructive for the person. So basically in relation to physical over mental violence against a person, we have to look at the the cognitive ability of that particular narcissist. Usually the ones that are higher in the cognitive ability won't resort to violence unless extremely pushed. They would see that as a lowering of their superiority in having to go down to that particular level when they have the ability, the superiority to destroy a person a perceived threat to control by using their heads, their mind space, their ability to push that person down, using their plan, using like a, a, it's like looking at a chess game and deciding how I'm going to win over this particular opponent by a strategy and a strategic plan is implemented. Some narcissists have less power, less status, less money. So if they can't use the status, the money and the cognitive ability, they will resort to violence. They will resort to maybe gang stalking a person, getting others to help them, put that person under so much pressure, put that person into such a fearful position that they fear for their life and their mental health is really badly affected. Again, another way to assess whether a narcissist will flip into 
the determined destructive role against a person or a situation is the strength of their opponent. If you go against a narcissist and are very capable of taking that narcissist down in relation to they've done a a huge amount against you, they've hurt your family, they've hurt you, and you decide to take revenge against the narcissist and you're well set up in relation probably again to cognitive ability, status, money, and they know that and they know you're coming against them, then it's possible that they would resort to killing you, to killing, murdering someone in your family, to destroying your business, to making an an arson attack against your property, to really becoming very malign and malignant in going against you. So that would be the fourth, I would say, assertion in relation to how malignant that narcissist would be. So you have two narcissists, and just because they're narcissists doesn't mean that they're going to go about destroying a person in the same way. But it does mean that they're more likely than a normal person to be malignant. And it does mean that because they're narcissists and they have a disordered personality and because their lifeblood and their oxygen is being in control of situations and people, they are much more likely to be malignant and evil and to really in their lifetime destroy a number of people along the way. The ones that are set up better, that are more, have more cognitive function, superior cognitive function, more money and more status and more power in the world will still be malignant, but may not be as physically malignant. Having said that again, they can get somebody else to take a person out so that they won't be actually seen to be doing that kind of uh, crime against, physical crime against another person. So to answer the question, are all narcissists equally malignant and evil? I would say they all are more likely to be malignant than a normal person And they all have the capability of being equally malign and malignant against people. But they will go about that in different ways based on the things we've just talked about. The conclusion would be there is not one over the other who is more malignant But the situation that they find themselves in, their own particular criteria, as we've discussed in relation to power, control, power, control and cognitive ability, are all parts and parcel of how many times they will destroy in their lifetime. If they can get it set up so that they, no one generally has a great chance of threatening their control. They're less likely to go on the destructive route. But because narcissists are paranoid and perceive 
threats to their control that aren't actually there, all of them will be destructive. All of them will be evil. That's the way they go through life. They have to take people down in order for them to feel up. It's black and white. They don't have object constancy. You are not safe with a narcissist. You think you've been there maybe for 15 years and you've loved them and you've protected them and you've done everything you possibly could for them. And one instance where the narcissist perceives that you are not on a particular day, you're not for them, you're therefore against them. They could actually kill you on that particular day, notwithstanding that you've been loyal to them the whole of your life. Narcissists work in the moment. It's their perception that they trust. They're hypersensitive to people and situations that get out of their control. They can't allow that. They see that as the end for them. They see that as a threat to their very existence. So guys, we can never rely on any human being to not be evil. But I would say we can much less rely on a narcissistic individual, someone who has the personality disorder, not just who's narcissistic, someone who actually has the personality disorder is a dangerous individual because they're unstable. They're all equally capable when pushed and sometimes when not pushed to be evil. And they don't have object constancy, which means nobody is safe, not even a family member. Once the narcissist in the moment perceives that you're threatening them, it doesn't matter what you've done before for them. That is irrelevant. So to answer the question, is one narcissist more evil than another? I would say no. But you will see going through life, a narcissist who is threatened more, who has less capability of controlling a situation, appearing to be more evil than another. Thanks, guys. I will see you again very shortly and take care of yourselves. Just look after yourselves. When dealing with a narcissist, it's better to back away silently and quietly. It's a blessing in disguise to have been discarded by one. You have dodged a bullet. I know it doesn't feel like that at the moment when you're going through the pain, when you're trying to work it out, but you have dodged a bullet. If they choose to leave you, this is a good thing. Bye for now and see you again shortly with another podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.